What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Vile Files. Happy New Year. I hope you had a very happy and wonderful holiday season, a safe New Year's, and uh, welcome to 2022. Fuck. Anyway, we got uh, a fantastic episode. Let's kick this off with uh, another exciting Ask Nick edition, and uh, we have a great one for you. Boy, do we ever. Before we get into that, uh, Allie and Amanda are with us. Quick, give me a 2022 New Year's dating uh, resolution that you have. Something you want to uh, do better or stop doing in your dating life. Amanda, do you want to go? Um, yeah, I want to date myself this year. Ooh, like, what's, what's in addition mean? to anybody else, I want to be really intentional about spending time with myself and like caring for myself and like looking for the good in myself because I think I'm sometimes a little too self-critical. Do you think you have to do less dating other people to accomplish that or are you going to be able to simultaneously do both? I don't know. I think I feel like it's like there's to me it's like the busyness and then there's like the me time. And so I don't know that it's so much like other people work comedy stuff, etc. Um, but yeah, I suppose, I don't know. I, right now I obviously have googly eyes for someone. So I kind of only see myself dating someone right now, but who's to say. Okay. Allie. I've never enjoyed dating. I (laughs) like to have anxiety attacks before going on dates. So I feel like just go on at least like one date where I just don't give a shit and try and not be anxious and not like overthink what I'm saying and just kind of like you know, maybe it's more of an experiment than anything, but just like really try not to care. I think that's great. Yeah. I think uh, you guys know yourself well. attitude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you know, and maybe maybe it's something we should all think about, anyone listening. What What is something we want to do? Uh, I mean, I'm not dating, but I guess in a relationship life. Uh, Nick is like hoping that my resolution would be dating wedding boy, but. No, no, I've like moved on. You know, I I actually prefer you to like more rapid date than lock eyes with one person. Take your swings. I'm going to try to be ro- more romantic in my re- relationship. That's what I'm going to try to be. Uh, get back to my roots. Does that mean like ideas? spontaneous stuff? Or Probably. Just like- I mean, I think all of the above. I could, you know, I think uh, the pragmatic person in me. Uh, for self-preservation purposes, you know, like surviving my 20s and surviving Bachelor Nation has probably like uh, sucked a little bit of the romance out of me. So, I mean, I'm not saying like I'm broken, but like I could probably I'm just probably could not do broken, a, just damaged. Yeah, yeah we're on your arm. Da- there you go. Da- damage not broken. Show it to I, the camera. I could probably be a little bit better. So there you go. Uh, we have a great episode for you. Bachelor's back tonight. Bachelor's back, baby. Uh, well, we were breaking down Clayton season. Uh, so we'll see you tonight or tomorrow. And on Wednesday, we have Francesca Farago with us. Uh, the very talented, wonderful, very captivating and interesting uh, person, contestant, uh, cast member of the very popular Too Hot to Handle. Also, um, Married at First Sight. Married at First Sight. I mean... Uh, just a legend in the reality TV dating space. So uh, be sure to check that out. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. We're excited to bring you a, a bunch of great new episodes and content this year. Thanks for uh, listening to us. Here are your callers. What's your time with Nick? Let's ask Nick your sexy questions. How's it going? Good. How are you? So I'm in the middle of a love triangle. Ooh. 
Um, it started out, I was dating a guy a few months ago who started dating a guy who was like the perfect match on paper, tall, handsome, donates to charity, has a great relationship with his family, makes me feel valued, like everything I've ever wanted. I'm curious, uh, when did you find out he donated to charity? How old is he? He like, he's 33. He slid it in on the second date. I was like, Mm. okay, I see you. Yeah, I see that as a red flag. But anyway, continue. Um, (laughs) Um, So we've been dating for a couple of months at this point. And then I go to a family's wedding and I see a guy from my hometown who we've never dated, but we've always like had a thing for each other. Okay. Um, at this wedding, like we reconnect, get to know each other as adults and his like new guy, this is a different guy. Yeah, this is a different guy. So in a love triangle, there's two guys and you, and you're, oh, so it's not you and another woman. It's you and two guys. No, it's me and two guys. Yeah. Okay. So this guy from my hometown. You're the temptress. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe, um, We've known each other since kindergarten. Like uh-huh. we were just talking at this wedding. Um, his mom pulls me aside and he's like, she's like, yo, why aren't you guys dating? Did her mom say yo. He's, no, his mom said yo. She said yeah. yo. She literally she said, said yo. yo. She's hip. Yeah. And okay. she was like, you're the reason why he's still single. Like just date already. I don't get why you're both single. Just do it. Uh-huh. And so at this point, I'm not thinking much of it. I'm just like, okay, whatever. We end up going out after the wedding. And like, we're talking more, we're dancing, we're going to the bar and we end up having a really good night. And so as we end up leaving things, I like say goodbye in the elevator. A couple of weeks later, he texts me, asked me to go to another wedding. So we went, had a great time. We started so your, dating now. Your first actual date was a wedding. Yeah. Okay. But I've known him forever. Like he's been my best friend. I helped him through a family trauma like our families are very close. Sure. But your first date was um, a wedding. Our first date was a wedding. Okay. Just and since then, we've gone on more dates. What happened to Charity like, Boy? That's what I'm still dating Charity Boy at the same time. So Mr. Hometown lives like How do you define an dating? hour away. I define dating as like we're going on dates. We're seeing each other. We're being intimate. Like that's dating. Are you having sex with both of them? Yes. <laughs> Savage. Uh, and do they know yeah. about the other? No, no. You sure you don't want to be anonymous? Maybe I want to be anonymous <laughs> at this point. <laughs> so I'm very Good. conflicted because I'm at a point where emotionally speaking, I like both of these men and obviously the guy I've known forever. We have a, like a deeper connection that spans over 20 years. And this guy I've just started dating. We don't have that. I care about them both and I'm just, I'm very conflicted at this point. How long, and how long has this been going on for? You met them both within a, how long of a period of time? It's been, I've been dating this guy that lives in my city for the last three months and Mr. Hometown showed up about a month and a half ago. Okay. So Charity Boy had a month and a half head start. Yes, he did. And why can't you decide? Because it's like a head and heart situation. My heart wants the guy I've known forever. And my head is like, is he the sound situation? Or is he like something worth pursuing? Because I'm at the point where I don't want to keep dating both of them because it's taking an emotional toll on me. Yeah. Like how how often are you sleeping with these guys? It's like once a week at this point. You're sleeping with both of them once a week. 
Yeah. And neither of them have, have asked if you're like, no. And I mean, Mr. Hometown, he did like declare his love for me a couple of weekends ago. He was like, I don't want to see anybody else. I just want to see you. And I was like, okay, cool. What'd you say? I was just like, okay, cool. I like you a lot. But like, we haven't had the exclusive conversation with either guy. But he tried to. You think that's him trying to? What do you mean? Him saying, I only want to date you? Well, it wasn't like that. It was like, I don't want to date anybody else. Like, it's just time for us to date each other. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Semantics. Yes. He 100% is trying. What? Think of all the women who listen to this show who are just like, why won't he commit to me? And why won't any? And this guy's just like, I don't want to date anyone but you. Like, that's their like wet dream. And you're just like, Gosh. is he trying to define the relationship? I don't know. <laughs> because you're like, have this other guy. You're just like, I got to fuck James on Thursday. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah. Um, I don't know. What, what, like, what do you want me to help with? Like, we should be trying to, what are we breaking it down here? Like what? Yeah. I don't know what to do. Like I'm stuck between the two and it's like, what are you having a hard time with? Like what's, I mean, I get the head and the heart, you know, whatever, uh, one you've known forever. What's your concern, biggest concern with both of them? Well, with like the guy that lives in my city, it's, if I pursue him and cut the guy I've known forever loose, am I going to regret seeing like two years from now, him getting married and like seeing all those posts on Facebook? Like you can't. Okay. So let's, let's try to, I'll try to help you make objective decisions is like you can't sit there and worry about regret because there's no, like you, you can't, that's the whole point. You have to figure out what you want to do, but like, I don't know, you might get it wrong. And just be, and also you have to take, Whatever you decide, the person you mm-hmm. let go, just just know that no matter what happens with the person you decide to try to form a relationship with, that you let this person go, right? Mm-hmm. In, a, in a 50-50 shot, they lost. So compared to them with the rest of the world, like the, to immediately and go back, oh, I should have married the other guy. No, you shouldn't have. No, it, you wanted them less than the person who didn't work out with. So you just got to let that narrative, you know, you make a choice, you accept it, you move on. Yeah. I mean, listen, if, if th- something happened, I guess you could always like try to date the other guy, but like also it most likely won't happen because yes, they'll be moved on and find someone else. And you know, it would be a complete waste of your time to sit there and obsess over the one who got away because they didn't get away. You wouldn't know what it's like to actually date them. You didn't even like him enough to not sleep with someone else. Like, let's not glorify either of these relationships. You have found mm-hmm. two guys that you like, neither of one, neither of which have been grewed enough for you to give you a clear decision on what you want. And that's fine. And you might end up falling in love with one of them. But right now, neither of them are all that special to you. They're, they're good. They're pretty good. They have a lot of potential and you're, and you're happy about that potential. So let's not oversell it in the future if things don't work out the way you hope for either of these guys, right? So there's, mm-hmm. there's that. So like just take that stress off your, yeah. you know, and let that go. Uh, now, what do you like? What, do you, what is your favorite thing that you like? What's your favorite and least favorite thing you like about each person? And I want you to, you know, before you answer about the person, 
not the situation. I don't care mm -hmm. how long you've known either of them. I don't care what city they live in. I don't care about like what your friends might say. I want to know what your favorite and least favorite thing that you know so far about the individual. So uh, my favorite thing about the guy who lives in my city is that he makes me feel valued. Okay. And he really like listens to understand okay. when we're in different conversations. And uh -huh. I think my least favorite part is he can come across a little cocky. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like as most finance bros do. And that's how he comes wants you across. to know he's donating to charity on date two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the guy I've known forever, I think my favorite part is I laugh so much when we're together. And probably the least favorite part is like the rap he has because he doesn't have a very good rapport with like the community. He's like known as the bad boy. Why so? How so? He's made some decisions in the past that has like gotten his name in the newspaper. Like, ooh. you know what I mean? No, I don't know but what not you like mean. Like, in like, legal like, trouble. Like what? He just got in some trouble. Explain. There's been some like. We're, this is definitely going to be an anonymous call, by the way. So. <laughs> There's been some like incidences where like he's gotten in trouble with law enforcement, not enough to go to jail, but like the name has been in the paper for like public indecency. There's like, like in a bush, though. No, like <laughs> they can walk down the street. <laughs> Whatever. Who's better in bed? That's like the thing. I would say like the guy I've known forever, just because like we hooked up in college and there's a like we're familiar with each other. Yeah, but like um, that's not much of a head start. Yeah, but like he knows what I like and what I want. So But you like both. Yeah, I that's why it? I'm having such a hard time. It's that time of year when everyone's uh, thinking about how they want to make uh, changes and improvements in their life with New Year's resolutions. And if you are, and wellness is a part of that at goal setting, think of Noom. That's right, because Noom has been helping a lot of people, including myself, uh, meet their wellness goals with a more cognitive psychological approach which is based in scientific principles like cognitive behavioral therapy, which uh, better understand the relationship with food and build sustainable habits that last a lifetime. So, you know, whether you, you want to lose weight, gain weight, uh, just eat healthier, feel better, Noom is helping so many people meet the goals that they have. 75% uh, of Noom users finish the program. Like we said, it's grounded in science. And, uh, you know, you're going to be talking about shavings, make a pile a little bit each day. Just 10 minutes a day go a long way to meeting those goals that you have for yourself when it comes to your wellness. No need to fear ruining the whole program with a one-off day. A Noom will help you get back on track. Noom understands that building long-term positive habits can be hard and filling the gaps with ups and downs. That's why Noom believes that it's progress, not perfection, because everybody's journey looks different. So start building new, healthier habits today. Sign up for your trial at Noom.com slash V-I-A-L-L. That is Noom, N-O-O-M.com slash V-I-A-L-L to sign up for your trial today. Martha Stewart and Marley Spoon teaming together to give you great tasting meals that are super easy to prepare, good for you, and most importantly, delicious. Premium pre-portioned ingredients delivered right to your door. And uh, for all you busy people out there that do not want to sacrifice taste or quality, think of Martha Stewart and Marley Spoon. They have great options for all tastes, diets, and lifestyles for every moment, including dinner, breakfast, and dessert. Ordering is easy and fully flexible. Subscription lets you skip, pause, or cancel 
Anytime delicious and convenient meals are designed to be ready in 30 minutes with minimal cleanup afterwards. Ooh, love that minimal cleanup afterwards. They have great tasting meals. It's more can I what more can I say? Uh, all their breakfasts, all their dinners, all their desserts are quality and uh, certainly help me save time when I'm running out the door. I like to augment my own cooking with a little bit of Martha Stewart and Marley Spoon. If you're tired of grocery shopping and meal planning, sign up today at marleyspoon.com. Use code V-I-A-L-L for $120 off your first five boxes. Once again, go to marleyspoon.com and use promo code V-I-A-L-L to get $120 off and enjoy delicious meals from Martha Stewart every day of the week. Who do you think handles disappointment better? I would say probably the guy that lives in my city. Just because he's older, he's more mature. No, it doesn't necessarily mean anything. Yeah, but he's been around the block a couple of times. I'll tell you what. The charity thing bugs me. And the fact that this guy, and granted, it's like, I cut him some slack. He's on a date. He wants to impress you. He likes you. I get it. But, you know. Um, I, like People like that, and I'm, I'm really generalizing here, but the finance bro who likes to talk about his charity, like I would would strike me as someone that it's good as long as you're on the good side. You know, you have an advantage with the guy you've always known because I assume on some level, you know what it's like to be on his bad side to a certain degree versus the new guy I mean, you just know more about him. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know how the hometown boy fights or how he handles disappointment? I mean, kind of. He's not really like a fighter. And like whenever like we've had conversations, we've been friends for years. Like, I don't know. He just like cries and then gets over it. Okay. What about the new so guy? I don't know. I've never seen him disappointed before. Well, you could tell him you're sleeping with some other guy and see how he handles that. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a, a serious question. Like, I, I'm curious. And this is just totally whoever you decide on, do you plan on being honest with the that person about what's been going on the past couple months? I mean, if we're not exclusive, do I have to? Yeah, like, divulge just, everything? I don't know. It just depends on what kind of relationship you want. I mean, in a perfect world, yes, I would. But I don't know if I would be completely honest because I would be afraid that it would hurt that person. Well, part of a relationship is sometimes hurting the person you love the most, but being able to work through it. You can't avoid hurting the people you love. All you can do yeah. is try to be as upfront as possible. And, 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 uh, but you can confidently, it sounds like you, you know that you would be hurting both of them if they knew. Yeah. So I think you should stop sleeping with both of them until you figure it out. I don't know if you're going to, you probably won't do this, but. No, I like, I want all of the advice because my friends, they are not giving me any. They're just like, live your best life, do both. That's not very good advice. Yeah, live your best. Like, listen, if you think, like, if you're just, you have the right to date. They haven't really drilled you. And if the if the if if nothing else, if all you are is like casually sleeping with two different guys, hey, YOLO. But if you think that one or either of these guys has the potential to be your somebody, <clears throat> mm-hmm. then I would prioritize starting off on the wrong right foot. And you are starting off on the wrong foot with both of them. 
And neither of these relationships will work with whoever you decide if you can't get through some awkward and tough conversations about this. Now, the way to handle this would be to face it head on, knowing that you could lose both of them, but deciding to do the right thing as a result. And you, you know, first I would make it, you know, I don't know how you want to approach it, and, but you have to say, listen, I need to be honest with you. This is going to be hard to hear. And um, I obviously, you know, we haven't defined anything, but I have been dating someone else. And I don't know how if you have to like, I think you should just be upfront about that and then see what they ask. You know, so if they ask you, well, have you been hooking up with them? You have to be honest. I've talked a little bit about this, but Benali and I, my girlfriend now, when we first met, we dated, casually dated for about nine months, right? And it kind of started as a hookup, but like, you know, we kind of kept hanging out and, and we were just very open about like what we were or what we weren't. And so we knew that we were hooking up with other people and to the point where like we had conversations about it and it wasn't always fun to hear. It was irritating, but you know, we made our choices specifically. I made my choice. I didn't want to date. And so I wasn't in a position to tell her what she could or couldn't do. Weirdly enough, that, 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 I, that the way we handled it then makes me feel has helped our relationship now because there is such a, level of confidence in our ability to be honest and upfront with each other, we feel like no matter what happens, we can't, there's nothing we can't talk about or avoid. We're not afraid of the other person losing their shit, right? It doesn't mean we're not afraid of the you know, upsetting, you know, that doesn't mean we don't get each other upset sometimes, but we just have that confidence because there's the worst thing I think you can have in a relationship is this fear of disappointing someone to the point where you justify being uh, not fully honest because you're like, well, they'll get mad. And that's just not a way to have a relationship. It's just not. Mm -hmm. So I think maybe you could use this to your advantage. I think you have to acknowledge the fact that neither of these guys are so great that one's not outshining the other. And that might mean that maybe you're you're one of the few people who simultaneously has found two wonderful men and you could be happy with either of them. Or more realistically, maybe neither of them are your guy. You know? And you are only 27, you know, like it's, I, you know, this, oh, why are you still single? Cause you fucking want to be, I don't know, you're living your best life. So whatever his mom says, it doesn't matter. Like there's societal <laughs> pressure, you know, whatever. So you could use this opportunity to just see which one handles disappointment better, you know, which one can, and they're both going to be hurt and they have a right to be hurt. They also have a right to be a little frustrated with you because you could have been more upfront and honest, but you haven't really committed a crime or a sin that is unforgivable in the, you know, because you haven't like, there were no expectations around this. They've avoided asking specifics because they didn't want to know, you know? So here you are coming clean. And I personally, whoever handles this better would be the person (laughs) I would want to get in a relationship with, to be totally honest. That makes a lot of sense. I would just keep asking yourself questions. Minus that, you know, minus using this opportunity to see which one handles disappointment better. I would just keep making lists of, you know, things about their character or what you know about them 
and you know, like tall, you know, doesn't mean anything. His job doesn't mean anything to a certain level, you know. How you feel around them make matters. How you know, like, you know, makes you feel heard and seen. Like the as you described the the new guy. Like that stuff matters. And I would think long and hard about that stuff. And I would take uh, any type of fairy tale. You know, his mom being like, "Oh, you finally you guys like." Doesn't matter how long you know him. Your story of how you met doesn't matter. Um, and and just try to make the right call, and then just own your decision and move forward, and let the other person go. Sounds good. So, all right. Well, Godspeed. <laughs> Godspeed. Uh, Thank you so much. Please uh, follow up with us and, and let us know <laughs> uh, how you approach this and what was said and who you chose and if you are together in like a month. I'll let you know which one's less pissed off. <laughs> all right. Let us know. I will. Good luck. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. ShipStation, that's right. If you are shipping, you better be using ShipStation. I don't care if uh, you are doing some minimal shipping out of your uh, home or your business, or maybe you have a, a small uh, internet business, or, you know, like as you guys know, Natural Habits runs on ShipStation. Uh, shipping costs can be a significant part of any uh, business, especially when you're uh, shipping out the door. Customer service is also a key to any business, and ShipStation gives you the opportunity to get the same prices as Fortune 500 companies get for their shipping and great analytics and metrics into your orders so you can provide the best customer service to your customers. So whether you're shipping UPS, FedEx, SPS, you can easily compare carriers and choose the best solution every time. With ShipStation, small businesses can now access the same rates, usually reserved for Fortune 500 companies. Just use my offer code VIALL to get a 60-day free trial. That's two months free of no-hassle, stress-free shipping. Just go to ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and type in VIALL. That is ShipStation.com. Enter offer code V-I-A-L-L. Make ship happen. How's it going? Hi. Hi. I am well. What's your name? I am Eden. Hi, Eden. How old are you? I am 38. How can I help? Well, I just recently started... Well, I'm I'm dating him now. Um, so I just recently started dating a guy that has uh, general herpes. Okay. And I take my time getting into relationships and I haven't been in a relationship or even dated anybody for a couple years. Um something else is I I mean I've I've dated a lot in my life and I have never had a sexually transmitted infection and that's something that obviously is really important. <laughs> for me in my dating life and it's been it's a, a question yeah. that I've asked um like I ask every guy uh that I've been with you know if they if they have one so this is the first time I've experienced um somebody having one and uh so far I like him I don't there are things that uh like I would possibly like to have another kid. He has a vasectomy, um, like that kind of thing, uh, you know, isn't certain, you know, it's not like, it's not like, um, a deal breaker, I guess I should say, but there's just a few things, but that I'm just like, I don't know if 
going further into the relationship is a good idea. And it's really because of the fact that he has this STI. Okay. I'm just curious what you have to say about it. So you like want to know if I think you should keep dating him? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, with so far, I mean, like I said, when I first emailed, but you're, you know, had, it says here, it says here, you're you're into him, and if you don't mind me reading this, it says you want to fuck him really bad. You're like into him. You're yes. you're turned on. Okay, so the temptation yes. is there. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, big time. And like I said, it's been a couple of years since I've even dated anybody. Okay. And, and there's a lot of good stuff. Like there's, yeah, it feels really good. And he's, he's, he's just, he's doing everything right. You know? Yeah. Well, um, herpes isn't a death sentence when it comes to relationships, despite the common misconceptions that are out there. And I will say just for starters, like, I'm not a doctor or an expert, and I think everyone you know who's listening to this, and including yourself, should, if you have real questions about the medical side, should consult with a healthcare physician about like your risks. I did. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. that's good, right? Um, yeah. And then maybe you can share what you've heard as well. And correct me if I'm wrong on any of this, but it's not a death sentence. I literally, like yesterday, I do my weekly questions like Instagram and someone asked me that same thing. It's just like, I like a guy, he has herpes, what should I do kind of thing, right? So like the point is more, a lot of people are dealing with it. It is, it is not like a, a niche STI. It is far more prevalent and common than people realize or want to know. You know, there's a lot of misconceptions about type one versus type two versus like, yeah, like type two uh, naturally is more common in the genital areas and and type one is more common in the oral area, your mouth, but they mm -hmm. can overlap. And if you get one in the other place, it might not like might not you might not have as many outbreaks and things like like that. But it's still either way. They're both they're both considered herpes by doctors, you know, like uh, uh -huh. if you have a cold sore, people are like, oh, I don't have herpes, I have a cold sore. It's like, no, you, you have, yeah. you have herpes. That's herpes. Um, yeah. <laughs> so there's just a lot of ignorance and misconception around there. And given how many people out there have it, like, um, it, it just, it just isn't the death sentence. So I think that's just important to know. I mean, again, I'm curious what your healthcare provider mentioned to you, but I'm under the impression that uh, you said this person is taking, there's like a, a, a like a, he's taking some sort of pill that suppresses the uh, risk of him having an outbreak. Yeah, he was. So he was doing it on the daily because uh, what's it that? had been a while. And what's since... that called? Is there a name for it? Or I, there think, is a pill? I think one of them is Valtrex. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I think I've heard that before. So, uh, anyway, he's, uh, he's 48 okay. and, uh, he hadn't had an outbreak in a while. And then probably due to COVID and all that, he started getting some outbreaks, um, a couple years ago. And so that's when he got back on a daily suppressant, Okay, but now he's not doing that anymore because, you know, it, it stopped. So I think he did it for a, a a year or a little over a year is what sounds like this guy's been really me. open to you about his like 
I know, right? That's great. That they all have been since I emailed you and you know to this conversation. We've, I've, I've, I definitely like him a lot more. Okay, so you're a little bit more emotionally invested now, even since you've written in. Yeah, I am. But there's still, I mean, like I said, I haven't dated in a while. This has always been really important in my life. Of course, obviously, it's important to everyone, but. Um, but the other, I mean, my biggest thing is that I'm not quick to fall in love, like really fall in love. Um, and so, I mean, I guess it's just weighing the good things with that. It's just, yeah. I mean, that's ultimately what you, you need to do, right? Like, I mean, I can't sit in here and tell you what you should do, and and, and there's certainly a risk. And I, <laughs> you know, like I, yeah, we, we I had know. this, we had the, we had a caller a while back who who was on the was on your your boyfriend's side or this guy's side who had, had contracted it, and certainly there's a really heavy stigma around it, and they struggle with it, and they told it from their pro- point of view in terms of dating and what they should do, how they should approach it now that, you know, now that they contracted herpes and, and still wanted to date. And, you know, how do you go about that? You know, and I sit there, I can't tell anyone, I can't tell you to like dismiss it or not care. You have, it would be a valid for you to just say, I don't want to take that kind of risk. It's a risk. Uh, can you, can you get it and live with it? Sure. You know, like a a lot of people do, but I can't tell you what, how to handle that. But a lot of people uh, are in relationships with people who have it and and haven't contracted it, and they, but they do have to either take medication, they have to wear protection. These are things are that you're like not ideal. Like a lot of people are like, hey, listen, if I'm gonna like, you know, be in a relationship, you know, I don't want to have to wear a condom. You know, like people mm-hmm. have that kind of thought process. But like, listen, you know, you just you just have to decide for yourself. You know. Do you are yeah. you willing to walk away from someone that you know you say you haven't dated in a while? Uh, you recognize, you know, as I generally believe that as you get older, part of the riots feels harder to find people we connect with is because we're more selective, we're more particular. We've we have dated a handful of different people, and we we realize what we don't like, so we don't bother mm-hmm. uh, dating people we already we've dated before that we know we're not going to work out with. So here you are, you've dated this totally. guy that you're connecting with, you really like, and you you know all things being equal, but you found out he has genital herpes, and you're you're grappling with that. So like, I mean, if I were you, if I were in your position. What I, I and I would have the same fears and I'd have the same reservations and I'd be like, ah, you know. But if I really felt connected with this person, I I wouldn't walk away from it on on that alone. I would, I, I would maybe refrain from being sexually active right off the bat. Like you know what, I might you know I might wait to have sex a little longer than I otherwise would. Sure, right? Because like, well, I want to spend more time getting to know this person. And then while I'm spending time to get to know this person, I'd keep you know doing my research and learning about it and getting comfortable with talking about it and then maybe talk about like, okay, if we ever had sex, what does that look like? What is our, you know? And they're just going to have to be okay with talking about it. It sounds like he is. It sounds like he's pretty he is, open yeah. about it and that's that's really nice and great. Um, yeah, it's really attractive. And, but yeah, I mean, you're just going to have to decide, but there's, it's, 
I mean, if he if he's that great in all these other aspects, there are so many people out there having wonderful, great, successful relationships and great sex lives with people who have contracted herpes and they haven't yet. And there's always a risk as they continue to have sex, but they can manage the risk and they can be smart and thoughtful. And you may always have to like consider wearing condoms from time to time. And, you know, obviously if you want to have kids again, there's a greater risk, you know, of like maybe not wearing a condom one time. Um, yeah. and you'll just have to gauge that for yourself. But I mean, I can't, I can't tell you what to do, but, um, a lot of people are accomplishing what you're considering trying to accomplish. So I don't know if that helps you at all. I, I, I imagine on like Reddit or other there's support groups where you may be able to find more information anonymously about like people who are in relationships with people who had it and what was that like and how do they go about it? And, you know, uh, you know, always, always jump in yeah, those a little careful right. because that can be like a rabbit hole of information. But, you know, find someone who maybe might have, has been in a similar position. But yeah, certainly if it doesn't work out and like you take this risk and you sleep with them and you end up contracting it and then the relationship doesn't work out, it's not a fun reminder <laughs> of like, no, when you I know. Someone, um, you know. Yeah. And also, like, is it worth it? Because it's, I'm, I'm picky. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know. It's just, uh, anyway, it's like, is it really worth it? Cause I'd be willing how to, how many bet. relationships last? I mean, how many, how many relationships have you had and failed? I, I mean, to be totally honest, I've only had one, what I consider real boyfriend. Like I've dated people for even a year, but I wouldn't even ever consider them my boyfriend. All right. Let me ask you this. It's a hypothetical <laughs> question, right? You don't know. You, 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 you're getting to know this guy. You don't know if he's amazing or perfect. You think you're really connected to me. It's great, but there's no guarantees. Right. But uh -huh. if I sat you down, I'm some genie in a bottle and I'm like, all right, good news, bad news. Good news is everything you've ever wanted in a partner and how you've wanted to be loved, I can get you that. And I can get it to you for the rest of your life. You will, when it comes to love, never be wanting anymore. There's one catch. He's going to have herpes. And there's things you can go about it. And you have a 20% chance of someday contracting it. And if you get it, inconvenient. There's some health risks, but overall, millions of people live with it. Uh, they manage it, and it really doesn't alter their life all that much. And since you're gonna always going to be in a relationship with this person, you don't have to worry about like braving the dating world now having it. Yeah. Now, now, Grand, that's not realistic, but I'm just curious. I know. If your perfect and person had herpes, would you say yes to that scenario? Yes. Okay. Yes, I would. But right. that's, I mean, that's probably it's still some bigger holdup. Right. Is that it's like, uh, you know, if it doesn't, then dating, you know, like, I mean, what he has to go through where it's like, he has to sure. tell all of his partners. Yeah. And, uh, well, I mean, realistically he is, and, and that's awesome that he is the way he is. And it sounds like you would be too, but a lot of people don't know. And a lot of people don't 
communicate it. Like sure. Yeah. yeah. Now, more people, I don't think, know. Uh, like if you go, if you go, totally. if you go get an a, a STI test and you don't specifically ask for, like if they just like swab you, like you're not getting tested for uh, herpes. Most people don't realize right. that. They have to draw your blood. I get tested. And test for, for your Yeah, I get tested yeah. for everything. Yeah. But like a lot of people will go and like they'll they they'll be like, oh, test me. And like unless you specifically ask for it, a lot of times they won't test you. Um, right. Part of it is because it's so common they just don't you know, it's like if you've if you've never experienced an outbreak, they won't do it. It's kind of Yeah, you have to ask. Because I do each time. So a lot of people don't I know. like to have unprotected yeah. sex, so uh, so I get tested a lot, you know, often. Yeah. So, and um, to that point, if you like having unprotected sex, that you could not date this guy and still get herpes. I know. So I know. Right. You know, again, it's it's more common than people realize out there. And if you're having unprotected sex with people, then you know. Yes. Right. Yeah. I know. I know. I've thought. I've totally thought about all of that, and it's just, it's just weighing. I just wanted to hear. Yeah, I mean, listen. Think. Plus, think... my sister is like in love with your show, and she's like, "Call him." <laughs> <laughs> tell tell your sister thank you. Uh, <laughs> if if you really like him, you're connecting with him. I don't think there's any harm in continuing to get to know him, and you might have to hold out, and maybe you could have protected sex, and it's not as enjoyable as unprotected, but like. I think you're definitely minimizing your risk. I reserve the right to be wrong there. Uh, I, I don't know the percentages or whatever, but it certainly reduces your risk. He can get back on the medication. Um, and yeah, I, I think it's definitely doable. He's the first person yeah. you've liked in a couple of years. And I don't think that's... Well, that's, even longer, actually. And that says a lot. I mean, all seriously, it, it's a, it's, it, it might be... Uh, it's more likely you can get herpes from someone else than find someone that you connect with the way you're connecting with this guy if it's been that hard. I mean, if we're just talking probabilities here, I don't know. Like, that's a logical yeah. argument to be made. Yeah, definitely. So, And he is, he's really cool. So I feel like if he's, if he's that cool, you can make it work and you can manage manage it. Yeah. Yeah, I think. But there's no I guarantees. So. There's there's always risks. No, I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, always right. The only so, difference between this for well, you is that you, you know the risks. Sometimes people, well, most of the time, people get in the relationships. There's risks. They don't even consider them. They just go. You have unprotected sex and get you know pregnant with someone you barely know, and then you know you decide yeah. you want to ha- still want to have a kid, you know, whatever, or or you know, there's well, there's that always. Happens. That right. happened to me. So there you go. <laughs> exactly so, that. <laughs> and you and you survived that. So yeah, and thank yeah, thank goodness because she's wonderful. There but, you go. So there's always yeah. You know, I feel like you should just at least keep hanging out with them and and learn more. Right. Which I I'm going to. I guess it's just uh, nice to hear somebody else's opinion. All right. And uh, especially since. This is what you do. Talk about relationships. And- well, thanks for calling in. But yeah, maybe check out some support groups or like some Reddit threads of people who who might be able to offer some additional insight of what the you know more about like managing like what what 
what a realistic sex life is with someone who is dating someone with it and who has successfully not gotten it up until this point. Right. Uh, yeah, I think that that is a good idea. All right. Well, I think we, I think we got an answer. All right. All right. Cool. Well, good luck. Thank I you. hope it all works out. How's it going? Good. Hi, Nick. I'm Amanda. I'm 26. How are you? Good. How can I help? Good. So I started dating this guy about a year ago. Um, he broke up with me by ghosting me in April. So we didn't talk for about two months. How long did you um, date for? A year. And then he just disappeared? Yeah. Like one and day answer, you're talking. Okay, that's, uh, that's ghosting. Right. I Yeah, wouldn't answer my calls, wouldn't answer my texts. And I did not want to be that person to like show up at his house. But um, almost almost went there. <laughs> Understandable. Um, yeah, it's human. Yeah, so two months later, he messages me and he's like, hey, you know what? I'm really sorry. I just wasn't prepared for this relationship. Sends me this big, long message basically like begging me to come back and he wanted I was you really back. Hesitant. yes and saying like he messed up he really loved me all this stuff and obviously I was really hesitant because of the experience that I had but there I am being dumb and I go yeah that's fine as long as you like promise not to do that to me again like that really hurt me so as long as that doesn't happen again I agree to work on things and so we work on things for about four months and fast forward to September where he does it to me again, no surprise. Um, except this time he does it a little bit differently where what I like to call breadcrumbing. So like he would message me like big, long paragraphs about like how he loved me, how he wanted to be with me. And then if I would respond, he wouldn't say anything. So he would just leave me on red. And he would do this for probably like a week and a half and to where I finally just figured he's doing it for his own ego. I'm not going to respond because what's the point? So I left it and I figured obviously he's on like some sort of like, I don't know, ego kick where he still does care about me. He just like doesn't know what to do. So I was like, I'm just going to leave him where he is and I'm going to continue on my life because I just kind of wanted to be single and not be like, had my head messed with. So two months later, I go out with this guy and it's a mutual friend. It's not a date, but we go to this bar where we're supposed to meet up with other friends. And we're sitting there and he says to me like, oh, um, so-and-so is texting me to go out. And it turns out that it's my ex and his friends. And he's like, we should go to that bar. Now, this guy does not know that me and my ex dated because he was in from out of town and he was not in town when all of this occurred. So he is kind of like completely out of the loop. So he has no idea what he's like asking me to do right now. So he's like, we should go to the bar with them. And I'm sitting there like, uh, um, I didn't want to make it uncomfortable. So I was like, yeah, just like, let them know that you're with me, like give them a heads up. So he does. And immediately this kid's phone starts blowing up and they are telling him, you need to leave her, just dine and dash on her. Just tell her you have to go to the bathroom. Like, trust us. We know her. We know who she is. How do you like, know he, we, they're we, saying all this? He actually handed me his phone. 
and I was reading the text messages as they were coming in because he didn't know what to do. And granted, that is an uncomfortable position how for close somebody are, how, random. Was he like, how close was he with these guys? Um, Not very close at all. So like, just kind of like hung out like maybe one or two times. So gotcha. like not super close. So he's looking at me and I'm looking at him and I'm like, I don't even know what to say right now. He's like, what did you do to them? And I'm like, God, great. I'm going to have to like explain the whole story. So then I kind of just give him like a small like snippet of what happened. And I was just like, but I didn't know we were all on bad terms. I thought we were good. So I'm not really sure like why that's there. Well, I'm just, what I'm Um, curious about, let me interrupt for a second. Yeah. I'm curious about why (laughs) you are on bad terms and it's his fault from your version that I'm hearing. Yeah. Why, you know, when, when he, when you're sitting with this guy and, mm-hmm. and your ex and his friends text and you mm-hmm. said, well, let them know you're with me. I really hated that answer for you. I know. And I believe me, I hated that being answer 2020, for what would, what would you have said with the benefit of I hindsight? Just, um, I probably wouldn't have even said anything. Like I probably just would have left that alone because if I'm saying, let them know you're with me, then I'm kind of also egging it on in a way. Sure. Well, you're also like asking for their permission. You're kind of giving away your power. You're suggesting and implying that like if they're cool with me, I'm cool with them. And I'm just like, you yeah. have no reason to be cool with this guy. I'm not saying you should like hold a grudge, but you like, it would have been totally reasonable and normal for this guy to say, hey, listen, well, small world, this is super awkward. That's my ex. And like, honestly, like, I don't want to say it ended messy, but he just basically ghosted me twice. And I just, I don't want to deal with that. So like, if you want to go, that's totally cool. I, you know, I, we don't owe anything to each other, but I just like, I'm just going to respectfully bow out. And you could have like acted unbothered and above it all, mm-hmm. but also let's like been, it would have been totally reasonable for reasonable for you to just say, I don't want any part of that. Right. And, yeah. and then you would have been in total control of that situation and then you could have just pieced out or that guy, you know, or you could just give that guy the opportunity to say, you know what? I don't really know those guys. I'm not the good friends with them. Fuck it. Like, let's just keep hanging out and do our own thing. There's a good chance he yeah. probably would have said this. I mean, I'm guessing he would have said that seeing that he was so willing to show you all these texts. This wasn't like this guy like, oh, it's my bros. And I got to like protect my bros, right. like, you know? <laughs> so yeah, I just would have loved you for you to like handle it that way. And like again, it's fine yeah. as you named it. Don't don't pretend it doesn't bother you. Don't act like the cool chick who's on like you can just say like, yeah, I don't know. I just don't I don't want any part of that. And you know, and here's why. Yeah, and I it's guess. a total reasonable explanation. And and you don't avoid naming it. You don't pretend it didn't happen. You just say that you don't want to deal. Yeah, I guess I was just so like hooked on trying to be like cordial and nice that I was just uncomfortable and I didn't know how to handle the situation nice to who <laughs> to my ex and his friends who I probably Why? shouldn't have been nice I don't know also I guess like you I weren't even being rude trying- to them like you didn't even know you're not you're not even worrying about what you're not even worrying about whether this guy would even relay that information he might you don't know you don't really know him mm-hmm. you're just you're just talking to him why were you even thinking about be like what your ex would hear or his friends. Why were you giving again away so much of your power and energy about like you were like circumventing this conversation you needed to have with the guy in front of you 
all while mm-hmm. immediately worrying about what they might think and feel once they hear whatever it is they were going to hear. Yeah. And, and I guess like I wish, and even now knowing what I now or knowing what I know, I wish that I would have handled it differently because the guy was super nice about it. And he was like, I'm going to stay like, cause he could kind of see it on my face where I was like visibly upset. So he's like, it's okay. Like I'm, I came here to hang out with you. I'm going to stay with you. And he actually did stay with me and it was fine. And we didn't talk about it again because I'm like, I'm not bringing that up. So then the next day, another mutual friend of me and my exes calls me and he says, uh, you know, Hey, Amanda, just so you know, like it's, there's this group chat that is with your ex and his friends where they're sharing your TikToks, your Snapchats, your Instagram posts, your Facebook posts, all of it. Now keep in mind, my posts have nothing to do with relationships or anything like that. They're very just like, uh, all, but all your stuff is public. Yeah. Yeah. So they're just mocking so, you. Yeah. And why is he I telling you this? Per- I, I, and I really didn't know. And I kind of just said, like, I didn't know who was sending the information. I don't know why. And I, and he said, well, they're kind of giving him shit for dating you. And I'm like, who cares? Like, why is it even a conversation? Like, that's stupid. We're too old for this. So then he says the sentence, which is similar to what you just said. Um, He said, you're giving them too much power. You're giving him too much power. And he's going to keep walking all over you as long as he can, because he feels like he can. Well, well, hold on. But he's talking to you like you're still. Who is this random person? Like, just. See, but Just this random person friend. is talking to you as if you they're worried about you still entertaining the ex. Yeah, and that's how they I mean, is I guess valid? it's kind of like no. I have not talked to him in like probably three or four months. And he texted me on my birthday, which was like a couple weeks ago, and he said, you know, happy birthday. I hope you have the most wonderful birthday. And I'm still thinking about you all the time. Did you reply? And I just gave it a thumbs up because I was like, I'm not like, I don't, I don't want to be rude and ignore it. But at the same time, I like, don't really want him to think that I'm engaging in a conversation with him. And And, and next time, just ignore it. I mean, like, you just need to cut this guy completely off. And like, it's weird that this random person's telling you this. And like, I'm sorry you had to hear that because no one likes to hear about being mocked. But like, mm-hmm. it's not like they're like exchanging like personal information. They're right. just, they're just and, laughing at you. I mean, I'm sure there's probably like group chats, people laughing about my Instagram and TikTok. So like, whatever, <laughs> join the club. Um, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, whatever. Like, it's hard to hear, but like, it's really not your problem. It's more their problem. Um, yeah. And that's why I honestly like, privated all my accounts and I went through and I figured like I probably should not block the people who are following me that are friends with him so I just removed them as a follower because I was like I don't want them to think I blocked them I just would like to do that instead so they can't see my stuff and it seems like things have calmed down quite a bit but like my question for you was number one how do I stop playing this game that they think that I'm playing even though I haven't talked to them and then number two, like, whoa, whoa. if his friends... What makes you think you're playing a game? Well, 
I guess because of that random person that called me and he said that I am stuck in this game that unless there's something you're not telling me no i mean i'm not i've really taken the time since this breakup i've really taken it as a lesson and trying to be single and trying to find what i want in life because i do not want somebody to do that to me again because it was so hurtful i mean and i always listen to your podcast and i laugh because I'm like, oh, yeah, we really did the whole playing house thing. Like, we really did. But at the same time, I really think this guy led me on to believe that a life was possible and that, like, he really wanted to have a long-term relationship with me. But I really don't think he ever did want that. So he set the standard of, I want this and this is what it's going to look like and then took it away with the same token I guess it was and it messed me up so bad that I'm like I don't want to date for a while until I'm sure that there's a person that's right for me yeah well I mean next time you know take people at face value I, listen I I got ghosted once my first girlfriend took her back so like I can't sit there and criticize you <laughs> um, for that but you know just recognize uh, in the future not to give people second chances they don't deserve so there's that I mean I can't promise you'll never get ghosted again but like hopefully not and that's a pretty extreme thing you know look out for people who are just big talkers over promise and under deliver you know that would be a sign that they are capable of doing it to you yeah but other than that but like as far as this unless you're not telling me something like Again, the power of indifference. It doesn't matter. I mean, uh, like I made a joke about like could be people out there, you know, having group chats about my TikTok and Instagram. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, I'm fully aware that there's a bachelor subreddits and things like that, right? <laughs> and it's just like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. You know, the only time that shit bothered, like I was talking, the Grister Joe came over and this weekend we were chatting and uh, we were talking about if like you ever check your like DMs, you know, your like other side. And I'm like, yeah, sometimes I do for like work purposes, but I try not to because all it is is this access to comments and opinions that really you don't need. You know, it's just a mental health issue. And it's just like as long as it's out of sight, out of mind, it just it's so it doesn't have anything to do with you. All right. So it sucks yeah. that this person told you this is all you can do about that. But like. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do anything. You just have to keep not caring. And the only yeah. thing, the only note I would give you is that like, who gives a shit what they think? So if blocking them helps protect you, like I think you should block them all because if they mm-hmm. were literally, I mean, imagine you blocking them all and them deciding to go out of their way to create a fake account and still go on your page to pull your content and still make fun of you. And this is way more about them than it ever says about you. And honestly, not that yeah. you need to know that, but like that is not your concern. Mm-hmm. What it is, you know, you know they do this, so just stop giving them access to you. It takes no energy to block someone. Yeah. And I think that I am scared to block people because I've had like very negative reactions to when I've done that before where people are like, oh, she's crazy. She blocked me and all this stuff. And well, again, so I, I mean, the rule again, if you've heard me like... When you block someone, you shouldn't be thinking about what they say. It is mm-hmm. not for them. It's for you. 
and you only block someone because you've reached a point with someone that like I need to like remove access from this person from as I've got stop giving them access. It affects my mental health. It affects my day to day. They can think mm -hmm. I'm crazy. They can think whatever the fuck they want. So I don't, I don't give a right. shit what they think about me anymore. I truly want them not to be a part of my life. And that's yeah. why you block them. And it's a very valuable and I, tool. And so you need to stop thinking about what they're going to think. Yeah. And then I guess like my next question is like, what do I do when his friends do like make comments or try to talk to me? Like I, do I just ignore it or just say like, why, I, why would you interact my, with them? Who, who are they? Like, are you like, they're really like, nope. They I actually, feel like you're not telling will, me something like, are, like you well, guys should, no, no, I promise but you. Why I'm would you, you why, like, why? I mean, I don't know where you live, and maybe there's some mutual friends, but like, how hard is it to not engage with certain people? Do you work with any of them? I, like, what, what's, yeah, you work with, them. I work with, I work with their friends, yeah, and like his friends. So I don't have to, yeah, I don't have to like engage with them at all, but wait, wait, you work um, with these people you know are mocking you. Mm hmm. So go to HR. I, I mean, that's harassed. Isn't that like it's harassed? Like you're being harassed. Yeah, but I, the only reason why I wouldn't is because I have no proof. I just have somebody's word. You know, if I had actual like proof that it was happening or if more people told me about it, then I might take it to HR. But if it's just some person, and what do you do for third work? Party, um, I work from home for a um, business development company. So you work from home. So you don't even see mm -hmm. them that much mm -hmm. yeah not at all so like one of them messaged me today and just was like hey how are you and one, of their, I just, one of his friends yeah just actually 10 minutes before this call yeah he messaged me and he said hey how are you and i just didn't respond because i don't was it work related no just ignore him yeah i just ignored it because i'm like if i keep feeding into these people they're gonna think that it's okay to be my friend and what i've very much understood is that they're his friends, not my friends, even though I knew some of them before I started dating him. And you know what? I don't believe in picking sides during a breakup. That's not how I am. But like, it's also like the guys will stick with the guys. They're not going to pick the girl's side. And that's fine. There's no really sides to pick in this situation. It's he ghosted me. I'm moving on with my life. I'm not. But just make sure you're not I, talking about. Do you talk about this with people at work? No, not at all. Because I didn't want anybody to like repeat it. So I don't really talk about it with anybody anymore. Just like my close friends. And I've even tried to stop talking about it with How them. How old are these guys? 26. Okay, not that young. Um, yeah, I would just, again, continue to... Like, the fact that you work with them, you work from home, like just... Unless you are forced to talk to them for some, some work-related thing, just ignore them. Yeah. And if and they confront I you just, about it, just be like, I don't know. And you have to talk to him. Just ignore him. Yeah. He probably, and if he I, was like a, hey, how are you? He probably reached out because maybe they feel bad or guilty or, you know what I'm saying? Like, I could see yeah. a world, I could see a world where your ex said some shit and they were just trying to be all bros. And then maybe they felt like they were being mean. I, I don't know. It's And I wouldn't waste any energy uh, of yours trying to figure it out. I would just remove all access they have to you and just move on from this guy. Yeah. So I guess like I just wanted to know like would I be a crazy 
biatch if I blocked them. But no. <laughs> I mean, no, I guess I'm not. I guess it's valid. Why, what makes you think you're crazy in any of this? I guess for a while I felt crazy because I did try to call him after he ghosted me. And I sure. just kept like calling and texting. So like the fact that I was reaching out and he wasn't saying anything is what made me feel crazy. Listen, getting ghosted can really suck and like ghosted, ghosted like you did. And I am sure there are moments if you thought back, you probably feel a little embarrassed or crazy by like how much you tried to get a hold of them, right? But like mm -hmm. A, that's a human response to being ghosted. B, you just have to accept it and move on and don't let him use it against you if he is. Like, again, you know, you're not, who, who gives a shit about this guy in the relationship anymore, right? It's mm -hmm. over. You just got to right. move on. And in the future, yeah, like, you know, feelings are, <laughs> you know, the more we talk about, like you mentioned, I felt like I was losing my sanity and like gaslighting. We've had <laughs> all these conversations and like, it's tricky because when feelings are involved, you know, people are like, I mm -hmm. feel this and you feel that. And it's just like, miscommunication is, is, is very easy to have, right? Mm -hmm. um, but either way, this guy just sounds like a dick. I mean, like everything you're saying sounds, and I'm not saying you were perfect and I don't know, you know, I wasn't there while you guys were fighting or what was going on. It doesn't matter anymore. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure there were times, you know, if you want to think back and like, Realistic and be like, I could have handled this better. I couldn't handle that better. But like, I had the right for my feelings to be validated. Then yeah. But more importantly, I think you just need to stop. I mean, what the only the only thing I'm picking up on is that you keep saying you're done, but clearly you're still investing a lot of energy. I think in this guy more than you want to admit. I think you just need to figure out how yeah. to just completely drop thinking about this. Despite it being hurtful, yeah. despite like him saying a lot of things to you that felt like he was attacking your sanity or or you felt like you had to defend something and you you know, he sucked. So, you know, mm -hmm. if you want to talk to a therapist about it, that would be normal, right? But I think you need to stop stop giving the you're still giving this guy and his friends a lot of energy and a lot of of, of yourself and you gotta to try to stop doing that. And so, yeah, yeah, if you want me, like, it doesn't sound like you're crazy at all and sounds like he's a dick. And, and I think you just need to, you know, um, you're, at this point, it is a little bit of your ego trying to justify that you're not crazy. You know, it's a little mm -hmm. bit of like, because I feel like you know that you're not like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know. Yeah. And, and, and yet what, you, what you want is for him to say that too. And that's just your ego. Mm -hmm. as, long as, yeah, you, that makes as long as you sense. believe it. That's what matters. Yeah. Yeah. Him validating you, that's that's your ego. Yeah. And but I still think you're searching I, for a little bit of that, to be honest. I and there's probably part of me that is. And I think that that's part of the reason why I want to or why I try to stop talking about it, at least to like friends and stuff, because in my mind, if I stop talking about it, I can deal with it on my own and stop reaching for the opinions of people who are probably tired of me talking their ear off sure you know yeah. so i think that if i like fully allow myself to deal with it then i'll be fine but i think part of me is still pretty angry and yeah. no i get know. it but you know so maybe stop talking to your friends about it if you want to talk with a therapist about it but also like challenge yourself to accept that it was not good for you he was not good for you the relationship wasn't good for you you're thankful for being out of it 
you know you're not crazy. You know that he did a lot of hurtful things to you. And getting him to apologize or see your side or validate to you that you're not crazy is something that is just giving him more of you and your energy. And it's just your ego. It's You don't need that to move on. You don't need that to find someone else. You're, you're, you're hanging on to that. And you got to challenge yeah. your, you got to challenge yourself to, to not do that. And again, I, 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 I say that from experience, like a lot of what you're saying, I really empathize with like, you know, the, from the ghosting to like exhausting friends to like still being in it mentally, even, you know, like I really, I really do, but yeah. you really got to challenge yourself to, to let go. Cause you're, you haven't totally let go control the things you can control at a minimum. And you're not controlling all the things you can control right now. And you need to challenge yourself to do that. And step one is to block him and his friends and not worry about what the fuck he thinks. Remain blocking him. Stop wondering if he's going to reach out. Stop seeking his validation. And, and you can do that. You are capable mm -hmm. of doing that now. You, you just haven't chose to. Yeah, I have, to, <laughs> I have to man up a little bit here and just, you know, yeah. do it. All right. Well, thank well, the, you. The choice I is yours, it. and that should make you feel good. <laughs> well, thank you, Nick. I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with me today. All right. Take care. All right. Best of luck. All right. Block them. All right. Thanks. All right. <laughs> All right. You better bye. do it. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening, guys. Don't forget to uh, check us out for The Bachelor Recap, Francesca Farago, on Wednesday. Send in your questions at asknickandcastme.com, cast with K, and we will see you tomorrow.